for the first time in a very, very long time. It is a wonderful day to be a fan of the Vancouver Canucks. It's Locked On Canucks on June the 20th, and it starts now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast services. Also, you can find me on Twitter, underscore Process Sports. Also, our show at Locked On Canucks. And also, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we're going to start with massive, 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 massive news from Canucks land. As highly coveted free agent from Russia, Andre Kuzmenko, via his Instagram, announced he intends to sign with the Van. Vancouver Canucks wearing the Canucks jersey in his Instagram post a true true WW win for the Vancouver Canucks their front office their coaching staff this franchise a huge step so in today's episode we are going to break down what this means for the Canucks on the ice off the ice and because the Canucks beat out Edmonton who was the other noted highly sought after sorting after a service excuse me um, so we're going to poke some fun at Edmonton at the end because what the hell? Oh, I'm in a good mood. So earlier today, scrolling through Twitter, as I normally do in the morning, and I see um, TSN reporter Chris Johnson tweet out, I'm hearing Russian free agent Andre Kuzmenko intends to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. And I was like, wow, like make sure double check, make sure to you know verified, not a fake account, not some trolls out there. No, it's the real deal. Okay. Go back, cross-reference. Oh, wow, this is real. And I hadn't felt this feeling in a while of euphoria or joy um, that the Canucks finally got somebody that they were so, that they were highly covered after. You know, remember the Fabian Brunstrom from years ago, the big uh, free agent signing out of Sweden that chose Dallas over Vancouver. Now, he didn't pan out, and we really hope Andre Kuzmenko pans out, and I think he will. Uh, you know, there's the Justin Schultz, signing uh, he picked Edmonton over Vancouver um, and then the plethora of other free agents throughout the years that were unrestricted that you know the Canucks had interest in and just they picks elsewhere and I was always through this whole process always the in the back of my head well oh, you might want to play with McDavid and Dryside on Edmonton um, you know oh Vegas is a contender you know who wouldn't want to live in Vegas something always negative was coming to my head of why he would not pick the Canucks well you know, I thought the Canucks would be the best choice for him because he can step in to a top six role or a middle six role with the Canucks. You know, have a center like Elias Pettersson, Bo Horvat, or, or as Jim Rutherford said, JT Miller. And could that be a precursor to maybe JT Miller staying? We'll get to that later in the show. But there's always some negative thought coming to Pat. And that's just how Canucks fans are wired, our Canuck luck, right? That something was going to go wrong. Well, that didn't transpire. It is official. He is going to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. 
come July 13th when free agency opens. And general manager Patrick Alvin said in a statement that he's been watching him since 2014-2015, been impressed with his development on the ice. And once the details are finalized, we will love to welcome him to the Canucks organization, help him grow as a player. His agent, Dan Milstein, uh, said that they were very impressed by what the Canucks organization wants to accomplish and the winning culture they are building. He felt he had a good connection with management and is looking forward to playing under Bruce Boudreau, which was a, we can go on this tangent here, where reports were that Bruce Boudreau drove six hours to Ann Arbor, Michigan to meet with Kuzmenko. Patrick Alvin drove four and a half hours to meet with him the couple, a couple weeks ago in Michigan. And the, this meeting in Vancouver was more so a formality just to see the city. That right there, if I'm a player who is being kerchipped or being wooed by all these other teams, if a coach and a general manager drive multiple hours on an extended road trip to come visit me, not only does that show that they're interested, but also shows that they're committed to not only my development, but building the team the right way. And that right there um, is the biggest takeaway for me from this whole thing was this showed me that the Canucks new management team, um, new head coach, newish head coach, right, are wanting to build the team under their direction, their plan. Yes, Francesco Acolini was involved in this recruitment process. They dined at his restaurant in downtown Vancouver. But this shows me that Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford are playing no games. They are here to build an organization the right way, put the right players in position, and they can convey that message to free agents. Now, yes, they signed Audrey Kuzmenko, but now this also works for other free agents coming up because if they can convey the same message or tweak it to a certain player's interest, that will be hugely, hugely important because that's how we're gonna. this team is going to be built. If you're going to attract new players, you want to build an attracting franchise. And that is what I've been saying. You know, they're rebuilding the practice ring, re-renovating Rogers Arena, you know, updating the practice you know, the practice. Players care about that. Players want to feel comfortable when they come in there. They want to feel safe. They want to feel connected. And now that Jim Rutherford and Patrick Alvin, who have great, have done a wonderful job so far, they can convey that message to everybody else. And that is so critical. So critical. Um, Andre Kuzmenko will wear number 96. Um, hopefully he'll be more of the Pavel Bure 96 than the Adam Gaudet 96. Um, so that was a, again, Canucks landscape. Uh, even for off, uh, off, it's huge on the ice, but it's also big off the ice, excuse me. Because as we've known, this franchise has been riddled with bad, bad, bad PR. The COVID outbreak, you know, the players... You know, not wanting to, uh, you know, play under Travis Green. The country club atmosphere that just came out last week. This right here is a, you know, a kind of a wiping of the slate clean, for example. Because this is their first major move, Alvin and Rutherford. Um, other than, you know, Boost Boudreau opting into his contract. But this is their first player acquisition that's been really um, of notice and of a prominence. And it's a win for Vancouver. It's a win for the Canucks. And it's a signal that things are changing. Things are different. Things are moving in a positive light. And I think that not only for the fan base, but for other players in the locker room, 
for everybody involved in the organization, having good PR, it builds that self is not self-esteem, but just builds that aura of confidence that, Hey, we beat out Edmonton, Vegas, Detroit, whoever for this player, he chose us. So we must be doing something right. And that right there um, might be just as big as anything on the ice because it shows that this organization is taking the right steps to moving forward. You know, no more Jim Benning and, you know, a bunch of papers and clipboards or whatever he said of that before. There are people of competence now running this organization. And that right there, what transpired this morning was a coup to that and a, a signal that things are changing here in Vancouver. So that among on top of on the ice, but it's just a great day to be a Canucks fan. And now we can look at what Andre Kuzmenko and how he slots into the roster, which is what we'll do coming up after this break. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you'd like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now and get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards or take our audience survey to go to go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. Okay, guys, we are back. Of course, this is Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver. Canucks, massive, massive, massive news. Andre Kuzmenko intends to sign an entry-level deal, a one-year entry-level deal with the Vancouver Canucks, choosing Vancouver over the likes of Edmonton, Vegas, um, Detroit, whoever. Um, so now we talked about what it means for the Canucks organization, good PR, showing that there's competence in the front office, showing that there's a plan to get better, showing their desire to want to win. So let's look on at the on-ice product now and what this means going forward. So now with Kuzmenko in the fold, what does that mean for immediate people shifted to JT Miller and Brock Besser? Because yes, Kuzmenko's on a low-risk ECL contract for this one year, but you have to think that it's going to be um, something further along the lines of another contract next year. Um, so this can, of course, keep all three of these players, um, but this generally spells the end of JT Miller or Brock Besser's time in Vancouver. I'm most people are more so inclined to believe that this is the end of JT Miller's time in Vancouver. Unfortunately, although, as I mentioned before, President Jim Rutherford mentioned that, you know, who's making the JT Miller. Now that could just be, Again, another ploy in the media, but um, I see Kuzmenko slotting in on the you know on the line with possibly Bo Horvat, 
or maybe a third line role, a middle six role. Because if Jade, now let's speak, if JT Miller stays, you're probably going to keep that lotto line together at line one. You let Kuzmenko slide into line two with Horvat, I think. And he'll also play on the second unit power play. If there is no Miller, probably will bump up to uh, first line. But there's one idea that I kind of want to flip there. What if one year the Canucks keep keep best and sorry they keep Miller and they kind of push their chips in the middle. The argument could be, well, that's not building since that's not a sustainable way to build. You're betting on yourself and betting on the one year that, that things will go well and you'll lose Miller for nothing. Who knows the value for Besser could diminish. You're gonna have to give him another seven point five million dollar qualifying offer or more. And potentially Kuzmenko could just walk next year as a free agent. But on the flip side, they could go really well because they'd be lo- absolutely loaded on the top, uh, on, the, in the, on the forward line, top six, where things could go sparklingly well and they make it a playoff run. So I want to float that idea out. I don't think that's the smartest decision sustainably wise. And it seems as though these people running the Canucks now are certain and want to build a sustainable winner. So. I do believe that this spells the end for either Brock Besser or JT Miller. Um, as we're speaking from a value perspective and what you're going to get the most value for um, and asset wise, of course, that's going to be moving JT Miller. Now people want him to move him to for the devils for a number two overall pick. Like I said, I don't think JT Miller alone, you have to probably attach another thing, another sweetener in the pot as well to get a top two pick. Um, if the Canucks are able to move off JT Miller, acquire another player or so that can step in the lineup, that might not be you know, 99 point level, but can you know fill a top six role, middle six role, then that would be a win. I don't see the Canucks trading JT Miller for prospects um, and cap. They're going to want to continue to push this thing forward to try to make the playoffs. So it's, like I said, with Kuzmenko now in the fold, that's another... If all things go well, you're probably going to have to re-up him again next year for a larger ticket. Um, and again, cap is the cap is a massive issue. Can you get rid of Tanner Pearson? Can you get rid of Jason Dickinson? Can you find a sucker for Tyler Myers' contract, a sucker for OEL's contract? Can you make those necessary moves to free up more cap space to bring in other free agents or you know extend players? That's going to be the, the, the work this offseason. Now that they got, you know, some positive news and a positive move going forward with Kuzmenko, how do they go forward? How do they keep this ball rolling? Because, you know, if you look at the Jim Benning era, things would, they'd make one good move, but then there'd be subsequent three bad moves that would set this organization back. You know, you know, you bring in Tyler to Foley, but then you have a contract because you get too caught up yourself. You know, you don't offer, you lose Chris Tanev, you lose Jacob Markstrom. Now, some of those moves did work out, but, you know, you signed Tucker Pullman to a big deal. You signed Michael Furlan to a, a long deal. Louis Erickson, um, all these poor moves, the Jay Beagles, the Roussels, all those moves that were poor moves. For every for every good move Jim Bengen was a draft Quinn Hughes, draft Elias Pettersson, there's always those subsequent bad moves, mismanagement of the cap. That's not the case, right? So how do the Canucks build off 
shore up the back end. How are they going to fix the defensive issues? Right? That's what's next on my list of things Jim Rutherford and Patrick Albin need to do. Build the defense core. You have a good core of forwards. Now, whether you keep, um, if you lose one of Miller or Besser, you still have a solid core of forwards. You have young guys like Pod Coles and Hoaglander still as well. So whether you lose one of them, you still have good options. But that back end needs work, right? It's Quinn Hughes, high-priced OEL, high-priced Tyler Myers, Luke Shen. What else are you going to do, right? Maybe um, there's something in the draft that can happen or whatnot. But going forward, the Canucks need to continue this positive train. So as we, and then now going back to where I see Andre Kuzmenko slot in to this this lineup, if he can play a top six role. Now, from all indications of how he is as a player, last year, you know, was last year he had 20 point goals, 53 points in 45 games in the KHL, right, with uh, St. Petersburg. Now, it is the KHL. It's not the NHL. But the KHL is widely regarded as the second best league in hockey, and he was above a point a game. I don't expect him to be a point-a-game player in Vancouver in year one, but if he can put up, you know, similar numbers, you know, 15 to 20 goals, um, you know, 55 to 60 points pushing it maybe, that would be an absolute win. He doesn't have to be Artemi Panarin who, you know, immediately stepped into the league, won the Calder Trophy, and now, you know, competes for Art Ross trophies and Hart trophies. That's not what is needed. If he can come in and play a serviceable role on the middle six, play on the top two lines or the second or third line on a daily basis and be a reliable player for Bruce Boudreau, that is a win. Because A, that brings value, he's cheap, and it fills a role. Um, you know, but everybody talks about how he is as a player, you know, he's got a high motor, he's not, you know, he's got a knack for scoring goals, but he's also not afraid to go to those dirty areas. And that is what was Canuck, Jim Rutherford said, we want guys with sandpaper. And by all indica- indications, this player comes with a bit of sandpaper and a bit of bite to him. Fills a role that the Jim Rutherford and Patrick Levine were looking for. Boosts the depth of the of the top six, middle, top nine, excuse me. Um, how they're going to deploy him. Is he going to come in shape? And all the chemistry was, I think you're going to see a training camp Probably him play on a couple different lines. Potentially maybe a third line uh, and a second line. Maybe he can get some first line minutes. Who knows? We'll see what Bruce Boudreau feels. Um, just looking at it from the very fresh news of today, um, I would throw him on a line with Bo Horvat. Um, I think you work that in, pair, like in pairs, whether it's Pedersen and Besser or Miller and Pedersen on one line, Besser, Kuzmenko on another line. However it shakes down, um, Honestly speaking, I'm just thinking about it right now. A second line of Bo Horvat, Vasily Podkolzin, and Andre Kuzmenko. That to me could be a very nice line for the Canucks. Um, Podkolzin and Kuzmenko and Horvat all have that. You know they can play from what we've heard of um, Kuzmenko, but all three players seem to have you know the similar skill set. They can find the net. They're not afraid to get into those dirty areas. Um, and at least with Bo Horvat, you have a reliable centerman who can, you know, play the 200 foot game. I think that could be a very good second line if that lotto line does stay intact. Now, a lot of ifs have to transpire. Could, you know, who knows what happens, but just talking freely right now, a second line of Bo Horvat, Andre Kuzmenko, and Vasily Podkolzin would be very, very intriguing. But that 
was not the only part of the story. It's who the Canucks beat out to get him, which is what we're going to get into after this break. And welcome back to Locked on Canucks on a day where the Vancouver Canucks won out on the Andre Kuzmenko sweepstakes. Of course, a very hot-button topic in the city of Vancouver over the last almost month now is what it feels like. The whole courtship of all the meetings he took. You know, he was posted on his Instagram of where he was. And finally, it came to a decision today that he will pick the Vancouver Canucks on July 13th when free agency opens and he will sign one year $985,000 deal, level deal, um, announced today by him on his social Milstein. So, went into the detail of how this helped the Canucks and how, you know, it's good PR now. It shows the, you know, the change in the front office and the organization. Talked about what about on the ice and how he could fit in on a middle six or top nine role, play some second unit power play potentially. What happens with Bo Horvat? No, not Bo Horvat, excuse me, JT Miller and Brock Besser. But now let's have some fun because the Canucks beat out the Edmonton Oilers, of course, who were heavy, heavy in this. Of course, there's pictures last week coming out that he was dining at Joey's in Edmonton. Of course, that is, you know, their finest restaurant they have in town. Um, whereas in Vancouver, he was dining. At a couple high-end restaurants, uh, owned by one of them owned by Francesco Aquilini. Um, sorry, both of them are owned by Francesco Aquilini. Blue Water Cafe and Elise. Now, these web these restaurants are not cheap. Uh, definitely out of my price range. Lobster and Wagyu beef featured at Blue Water Cafe's menu. Um, and Elise is 32-ounce powerhouse steak goes for 190 bucks, or a 50-ounce beef tomahawk steak is 225. Of course, in Edmonton, Joey's is much more economical and a little bit more friendly. Um, but when you look at it, let's be real here. When you're looking at Edmonton and Vancouver, it's not even a comparison city-wise. We have the mountains, the ocean, nature, high-end shops, high-end cars, high-end everything. We are a world-class city. We are now a World Cup host city, whereas our neighbors up north in Edmonton have Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, world-class hockey players, but and kind of ends the world-class there in Edmonton, right? Yeah, Joey's is your best bet. I mean, I can dine at Joey's comfortably. And we know I'm not punching up anybody's weight class like that. So Edmonton fans are not very happy, but take a look at your city and what it can offer and how... Does anybody want to live there? Yes, you got lucky with Connor McDavid, but Connor McDavid was drafted there. Connor McDavid had no real leverage to get out. Same with Leon Dreisaitl. They signed the big year ticket deal and they stay there, of course. But where else were they going to go? They're RFAs. So, um, and especially in this case where Edmonton couldn't overpay grotesquely to keep them as they normally do overpay to get players to come. They couldn't pay because the contract was going to be the same. All things were equal. Vancouver, the beauty of Vancouver wins out as it should have. The Canucks win out as they should have. The Canucks are the hockey winners today uh, until game three of the Stanley Cup Finals where the Lightning have been absolutely uh, avalanched by the Colorado. But we'll see if they can, you know, bounce back tonight. But alas, guys, that is it for today. Andre Kuzmenko, the newest member of the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks win the Kuzmenko sweepstakes. And boy, oh boy, what a great day to be a Canucks fan. 
sorry to all the citizens of Edmonton. You still have the West Edmonton Mall for whatever that worth is. Um, the pool, the ice rink, whatever. But hey, we have Kuzmenko. We have the ocean. We have the mountains. We have the water. We have the World Cup. We are here and we are very happy. So that is it today for Locked on Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked Thank you once again for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day on a glorious, glorious Monday. Tomorrow, we will dive into more news of the Kuzmenko signing as stuff becomes more readily available and talk more about what we can expect next year on ice. Now, make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Take care, guys. Stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow.